my next guest. We got a recurring guest. We got Baltimore Ravens guard Bradley Bozeman. Bradley, how's everything going for you? Going great. Going great. You know, just enjoying this last little bit of all season and then going to jump back into it next Monday. So I'm excited about that. But yeah. So, how, what you been up to since football uh, kind of finished up for the, for the Ravens earlier in the year? Um, so, you know, we continue to do our food drive. We've been doing a, um, a biweekly food drive for, um, for the Baltimore area. Um, you know, we've been able to do about 1.5 million meals. We continue to continue to add on to those numbers. Um, and so, yeah, it's been, it's been really good. I've been traveling a little bit, you know, seen a few places, but uh, a lot of training, you know, a lot of, a lot of just keeping in shape for football. What have been your thoughts on the offseason so far, just kind of for the league, some of the, any big signings you've been keeping your eyes on or any, I know you guys brought in Sammy Watkins, Mark Ingram um, was released. I think he's probably going to go to the media. What have been your thoughts on any, some of these storylines? Uh, yeah. You know, uh, free was, was very wild this year. It was fun to watch and see all the big, the big bonuses and everything like that. But um, yeah, it, it's always good for guys to get those, uh, get those big bonuses, but yeah. Um, and then you, are you guys like, so what's your kind of your mindset? Like as the draft approaches, you just kind of just curious to see what they're doing or how does that work for you? As a, as a I mean, we just kind of find out after the fact, you know, they're, they're going to draft, they're going to draft and we're going to find out who we have afterwards. So, um, you know, everyone tries to guess and tries to pinpoint exactly who we're going to get and where they're going to go and yada, 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 but no one really knows. So, um, so I guess we'll find out after the draft. Are there are there any guys from Bama that are coming in the draft this year that you you missed uh, uh, you were on the same timeline with or are they from after you left? Yeah, most of them are. Um, Devontae Smith, um, uh, Landon Dixon, I host him on his uh, official. Um, Alex Leatherwood, um, Mac Jones, Najee Harris. Oh, cool. There's there's a, I mean there's a list of them so. Um, yeah. they're, they're slowly starting to file out of my last, my last few years. So, uh, so I think after this draft class, I may have one or two more guys that I know personally on the team. Um, but yeah, so it's, uh, so it's good. You, you said Dickerson, he's, he's the one who tore his ACL, but he was doing cartwheels the other day, right? <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Yeah. That's unbelievable. Um, so I want to ask you kind of your thoughts on this past season. Cause it's something like nobody ever thought was going to happen what was it was the whole COVID season like just kind of having to kind of like lay back from everything and just all the like the different um kind of things you had to do and just what was what was it like it was just bizarre or can you talk about that a little bit yeah it was a little bit it was a little bizarre uh but you know we're just happy we were able to play um the NFL did a great job of, of getting us out there on the field getting us able to play so you know it was it was really good we're really excited about it um you know it's definitely way different from anything I've ever played in or experienced before. So, you know, it's, uh, it's been, it's, it was a good season and we got through it. We didn't finish how we wanted to, but, uh, but overall we're just happy to be able to play all, all 16 games. Do you remember how many COVID tests you've gotten since it started or you lost count? Um, I want to say we did a count. It was like 220 plus. Um, so yeah, so it was a, uh, it was a, a lot of them, but, uh, nose got a little raw by the end of yeah. it. So no, I remember because I got it. I got one a test in like July because I thought I might have been exposed, and I did it. Remember, remember when you were a kid and you used to go to the um, dentist and they'd have like little laminated piece of papers. They would flavor. Do you want? Right. Yeah. yeah. So I, I kind of like making a joke, just kind of like that. And I was like, Hey, what flavors do you guys have? And the lady just goes like, This one. It just went straight up my nose. I'm like, yeah, This is horrible. Um. No. Yeah. But it's it, it's wild. Um, so did you, what was it like? So you, you, you got practice, you got games where you just kind of just laying low doing and nothing else just to get to minimize all risk. 
Pretty much. I mean, we weren't allowed to go into restaurants. We weren't allowed to go in basically in public, uh, no public service events, no community service events. Um, basically it was football home, you know, so, you know, you order some, some food on Grubhub or DoorDash or whatever. Um, but yeah, it was, it was pretty much, that was pretty much it. Yeah. And because I know the team, the team had a little, like a, basically an outbreak. What was, what was that like? Just kind of like just everything virtual. Yeah. I mean, that was, that was really strange. We had, uh, I want to say 40 plus total staff and players, um, that, that contracted the virus, um, unfortunately. And, uh, through those, I think two weeks, but, um, you know, we were able to, to push through, you know, had a, gave ourselves a shot against the Steelers. We had some young guys that really stepped up and did some amazing things and really showed what they can do uh, and just stepped up big for our team. So, you know, it was, we were, we were close, we were fighting to the end, but, you know, unfortunately it didn't, it didn't turn out how we wanted to do that game, but we got, after that, we kind of got back on track. We started rolling. We won six, seven straight. Um, and so, yeah, it was, I think it was a very good test for us, but. That Steelers game, that was on a Wednesday, right? Have you ever played on a Wednesday before? Never played on a Wednesday before. Well, I guess JV. I was playing JV on Wednesday. <laughs> Other than that, no. <laughs> what, what, what's kind of preparation is that like? Is was everything just virtual? And you're like, all right, Wednesday, just get ready? Or uh, Pretty much that's what it was. Like, we came in, a bunch of people started testing positive. They got us out of the building. Um, and then they're like, okay, we're going to play the game on Monday now. Okay, we're going to play the game on Tuesday now. Okay, we're going to play the game on Wednesday now. And everybody's like, okay, are we actually playing the game on Wednesday? <laughs> um, but, yeah, so it was it was good. It was, you know, kind of we had to just make it work. Um, yeah. So it, it was um, it was just one of those things. You just got to make it work. From the beginning where you were like, all right, we, everybody does their thing. We're going to be safe. And then to get to the point where, like, you're just waiting. Okay, as soon as the game tips off, we're good. You just got to get to that point. Or was it like you're always wondering, like, am I going to get that call, go home? What was that like? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, every day you walked in the building, you were waiting to get turned away because um, you had a positive uh, positive or inconclusive test. Um, so, yeah, it was every day it was like, okay, is there someone going to tap me on the shoulder and tell me to get out? But um, I was lucky enough I didn't didn't have to have that. And, you know, a lot of guys did. But, um, you know, fortunately everyone was okay. Everyone came out okay with it. So um, that was that's the positive out of that. Because the one I remember the most was, was Dad's because that was like right before the game. Right. Do you, remember that, do, you remember, yeah. do you remember what happened with that? Yeah, I just remember that he was there one minute, he was going the next. Um, I know he was really excited to play against Dallas. Um, and then, unfortunately, he didn't have the opportunity. Um, so, you know, it was just kind of kind of is what it was last year. You know, it's just there's no really rhyme or reason to it. But, um, you know, just had to – we had to make it work. So, yeah. Um, and then I want to ask, uh, did Lamar have cramps? Um, he said he did, so he had cramps. <laughs> What was that? What was that comeback like? Uh, it was it was absolutely awesome. I mean, it was we were we were up down up down just back and forth with with the Browns. Um, you know, Trace McSorley did a did a great job managing that game. Unfortunately, he got hurt during the middle of it. Um, and then you know, as soon as he went down, because like we're looking over, it's like okay, Willie Sneed's about to come in. Um, but you know, Lamar came running out of the tunnel. I mean, it was like it was like oh, <laughs> came back. Again. Um, you know, it, it was it was it was a great experience. It was a great team win for us, and uh, we're just happy to get that win. Yeah, yeah. And then, so I want to ask you. Um, so you had, I think, it's fair to say, you had your best season this year. Um, what was one? What was it like being the Walter Payton Man of the Year nominee? And then two, what was it like just kind of like kind of just building your game? Um, as far as the Walter Payton Man of the Year, um, you know, you don't it does it doesn't happen overnight. Um, you know, we have such an amazing crew of people, such an amazing staff. 
of people that all go into that and make everything run. My wife is the biggest one out of all of them. And she, she is the one who gets things going. She's, I mean, she's on the ball. She, she, <laughs> she has no time for to sit around and, and wait. So she's make sure that everything's going in the right direction and, uh, and carrying that along. Uh, and then our agency is, is amazing in, in handling all that. And, uh, just everyone in this community that has circled us and helped us get to the points we need to, because, you know, you can't, you can't, it, it doesn't fund itself, you know, and it doesn't, it doesn't just happen all by itself. So it's just a, it's the nomination. I don't think was just for me. It was for all inclusive, everyone that was in our circle in in our group and in our community uh, that has made everything happen. Um, so just so I'm so blessed to, to have all those people and have my amazing wife that, that makes sure everything gets done. But, um, and then as far as um, the season goes, you know, just just went out there and just played my best every day. That was the goal. Uh, go out there, give it your all, you know, wherever the cookies fall or the cookie crumbles is where it is. Um, so, you know, it, it was it was a great year for me and just hope to continue to build on that year on year in and year out. Who's the toughest guy for you to, to block this year? Um, Cam Hayward a, is a tough one. Um, you know, he's he's just kind of the, the all around package. He's good run blocker, good or good run defender, <laughs> uh, good pass blocker, real long, real big. Um, he's, he's a tough, tough guy to block. Um, so yeah, definitely always, whenever we, we go against each other, it's always a, a good battle. So. Yeah. I know there's some rumors that a Jadavion Clowney is potentially joining uh, Cleveland. You're like, guys, they, they're, they've got enough on the D line. No more. We're good. We're good. <laughs> well, I mean, that's, that's, that's when they like a guy like uh, Clowney goes to anywhere, you know, it's like, <laughs> like, no, you just, just don't go anywhere. You know, it's fine. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, he's, he's a, a great player, great competitor. You know, that, that, uh, Brown's defense is, is getting stacked and stacked by the year. So, you know, it's, uh, if he does end up going there, you know, he's going to be another challenge for us. So, um, so, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll just cross that bridge when we get there. And for the foundation, is there any timeline of when you guys may be able to start doing more kind of going back to in-person events as people get vaccinated and maybe is you can mitigate more risk is right now is it still strictly virtual. Yeah, we're, we're right now we're virtual. We're, we're trying to slowly get back into it and trying to, you know, kind of get a feel for, for when we can really get out into the community and get hands on again. Um, you know, obviously the NFL is going to have a big contributor on that if we can go out in public. Um, but also, you know, as, as, as far as people's safety and making sure that everyone is, is safe and vaccinated and, um, you know, we're, we're kind of getting, putting this COVID thing behind us, hopefully. Um, and to be able just to get out in community and see those faces and to be able to help those those people that need helping. So, because I remember, correct me if I'm wrong, I remember when we when I had you last on, it was kind of right, right right after the pandemic kind of started, and you guys were kind of traveling around the country doing your thing, and you kind of had to halt it. Yeah, so we went from went from Maryland down to Georgia, Alabama, across Texas, out to California, and then we're on our way back. Uh, got all the way back to Breckenridge, Colorado. Um, and you know, the state of the union came out, you know, the basketball courts cleared. Um, and then, you know, we're having counsel with, with our agent and, you know, we're talking and he's like, okay, it's time to come home. Like, you got to come home. Um, you got to figure this thing out. So we drove home, uh, from there, unfortunately, but in, during that trip, we were able to talk to about 10,000 students, um, at 18 schools. So it was such an amazing trip, um, just to see the, the carryover from, school to school, whether it was rich or poor or big or small or whatever it may be, um, it, it all had the same carryover. There was all, there's always a big struggle with bullying and all of them almost had the exact same problems. So to see that, to see really how big of a problem this is 
in our schools and our youth um, was very eye-opening because, you know, we're thinking, okay, we're going to have to change our message from here to here to there, but it was, it was all this, I mean, the exact same all the way through. You guys kind of change it like the, oh, during the pandemic, all right, now it's going to be online bullying because kids are still going to be jerks to one another over the computer. And you got to, just because they're in the safety of their own homes doesn't mean they're, they're, they're clear from all of those. Right. Absolutely. That's, that's one of the biggest thing we talk about is social media. Social media is such a huge thing. Cause you know, I can sit here and talk crap about you behind the screen and there's nothing to happen. Even, even when I was growing up, like, and that was, you know, not, not too long ago, you know, it was, it, someone had to say it to your face, you know, and there's repercussions if, you know, that continues to, to go on. Um, so now people are more brave and, and want to, want to sit here and text and type and say all these things. But, um, but, you know, it's hopefully we can start to get a grasp on that. And we've continued to talk to schools via virtually. Uh, and our email is always open to kids. It's, uh, it's Bozeman Char- at bozemancharity.com. Email's on there. It goes to us. Uh, we answer them and, you know, talk through things and talk through situations. So um, still had a lot of emails coming in talking to kids. So it's been it's still been good. You know, unfortunately, we can't get in person and see these kids and be able to talk and yeah. um and everything but you know we're, we're still we're still trying our best so yeah yeah and i want to ask you so last season was the first season without uh, marshall yonder did you reach out to him during the year kind of like kind of just say hey, you have any tips kind of how i can grow my game get better just kind of advice he gave you or anything like that yeah just i just continue to live out the mentality that he has you know just you know every every play is the last play um you know that's i remember that's one big lesson i learned from him we're playing the cleveland browns uh in 2019 and it's the first time we played them um, and we're losing by like three touchdowns. We go out there with like, I was like a minute 12 left on the clock. And he looks at me and he's like, block your ass off. Just block your, I don't care what the score is, just block your ass off. And that's just that mentality that he carries and um, just to be a dominant player every single snap. So, um, yeah, so it's just, just continue to live by that. I've talked to him a couple of times. Yeah, he's, he's been doing a lot of tuna fishing, a lot of hunting. So uh, <laughs> I think he's enjoying retirement. So. Yeah, and then it's got uh, one got one last question. Do you have any funny stories from the season? I know most of it's a lot of virtual. Maybe anything funny that happened. You can tell it's PG thirteen that no one's going to get in trouble about. Ah, uh, funny story from the season. Hmm. I don't know any right off bat, but I can. I'll, I'll let you know for sure if I can think of one. Uh, <laughs> sounds good to me. Sounds good to me. And then so just so everybody, um, how can people find the foundation, keep up with you, and then especially kids if maybe they need to reach out to somebody, how can they contact you guys? Just because somebody's always listening. So how, how can they reach out to you? Right. So it's bozemancharity.com. Um, our email's on there. Our contact information's on there. You can find us all on our social medias. Um, you know, all those are listed on there. Also, there's all this information on our websites. Um, there's places to donate if you feel like donating. Um, and please, if, if you, you're having trouble or, or having problems or whatever it may be, please reach out to us. That email goes directly to Nikki and I. Um, and we're the only ones that see it and we're the only ones that answer it. So um, please feel free. That's a good resource for people to talk through their, their differences and their uh, struggles they're going through. So. Awesome, man. Well, this has been a blast. Appreciate it. Can't wait for next season. because like, I'm glad there's basketball now, but once it just gets to baseball, like there's nothing on TV. No yeah, right. We need football back on. But yeah, but it's been a blast. I do appreciate you taking the time. All right, and welcome on my next guest. We get recurring guests. We get Tom Giles, NBC Sports Boston. Tom, is everything going for you? Good, good. How you doing, Zach? 
I'm good. I'm good. I, I can't complain. I've got the draft coming up in a couple of weeks. Excited about that. Washington's picking 19th, which kind of blows, but we made the playoffs. So, <laughs> so but it's kind of just kind of just staying afloat. You got the Celtics going on. I don't know why they got rid of Javante Green. They're trying to spite me, but I'm just trying to just kind of just, sports. Javante, right. Javante Green was the move that set you over the yeah, top. Yeah, that tight. Tice got ready to get rid of Tice. I'm like, all right, they're not going to pay him. But I'm like, what are, you bringing, what are you bringing Wagner for? I've been watching Wagner for three years. He just, yeah. he's a good cheerleader but that's about it uh doesn't play defense um no but Ty, when they got rid of tyson i'm like what the hell are you doing? you're keeping thompson to get, but teague you know teague was out the door but i'm like javante yeah. green really javante green now but what, what's going on with the celtics this year do you think stevens is in the hot seat what do you think's going on no he's not on the hot seat they like stevens they want to keep stevens around and i i honestly it's one of those things who do you want to bring in to take over if it's not going to be Brad Stevens. You need to have a replacement in mind. I, I don't think it's a situation like everyone wants to look at Philadelphia where they had Brett Brown and it was not working with Brett Brown and people were calling for his job for years. Finally, they replaced him with Doc Rivers and look at what Philadelphia is doing this year. I don't think you would see that kind of change with the Celtics. So I think Brad Stevens is okay. I think it just comes down to player accountability at this point, right? Like you got to step up and, and make some plays. Some of these, some of these young guys need to – need to step up and, and kind of get back to where they were the first month or so of the season. And there's also the question, Hey, are they just not as good as we, we thought they were? I think there's a little bit of that as well. They could hire Rondo to replace Brad Stevens. Uh, interesting. Interesting. I, I think I'd probably want to see what that would look like with, with him, even on the floor first before they went ahead and just hired him. But what, what do you think is going on with Kemba's knee? Do you think it's just like a debilitating thing or do you think he's still not healthy? I think that, it's going to be one of those things that kind of probably just sticks in the back of your mind forever. You know, you're, you're 30 years old, right around 30 years old, and, and you have a knee issue. Kind of hard to bounce back from that. So I don't really expect Kemba to ever be back to the way he was really when the Celtics signed him. It's too bad, too, because I love Kemba Walker. I think he's got a great attitude. I think he's great when he's at 100% at finding ways to distribute the ball to Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and just really helps them move the ball. Uh, but he just hasn't been the same player this year. And that, that certainly is playing a role in it. I feel like they, they should have brought – so they don't really have any bench scoring. I feel like it's been their issue yeah. for a couple of years now. Uh, they've got the kid from Purdue, Carson Edwards, really hasn't taken over. Yeah. And then you got – Pritchard was kind of getting going early. They really haven't let him get going. What do you, what do you think about that? So it, the bench has just been an issue now for a few years. You just compare, like, the Celtics to other NBA teams and just compare their bench to other teams. And yeah. the, other teams have pros. Celtics right now have guys that are trying to figure out their way to yeah. become pros, to, to figure out a way for them to even stick uh, in those roles. Other people will also point that the Celtics haven't been healthy all year. Now, that's interesting. We, someone's weighing in there to, to <laughs> let you know that, that she agrees. It's not that they haven't necessarily been healthy all year. It's that they've dealt with more COVID missed games yeah. than any other team in the NBA, which you kind of have to at some point step back and say, all right, well, is everyone doing everything they're supposed to be doing? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, no, it's it's unbelievable because I know they brought in Fournier. Yeah, nothing. Is he? He's kind of been the guy you thought he was. He's not really that savior. He's okay. So I I don't know. I don't really know if we know what he is yet because he right now is missing time due to COVID protocols. Oh, um, Everybody. Right. Yeah. So so you kind of are still trying to figure out how he's going to mesh with everyone and how he's going to feel comfortable, but. I think he's got the right attitude. I, I think that they also felt like they needed to bring someone in some sort of breath of fresh air. And I think Danny Ainge also realized I'm not going to be able to use this TPE on just one $30 million player that they were getting from the Gordon Hayward uh, deal from this past offseason. So they said, okay, let's try to get Evan Fournier. Let's see how he fits. And 
I don't know. I'm not sure that they're going to re-sign him because he's probably going to command like four years, $80 million. This is wild to me. But yeah. um, were you surprised they didn't grab Drummond or Aldridge? Because all these bigs are available. They've been linked yeah. to the best couple of years. Do you have really much surprise? No? Uh, I mean, I, I kind of like Aldridge a little more than that, but I, I just don't really know how he would fit into the system. Drummond, meanwhile, because I always used to be like, yeah, go ahead, get Andre Drummond. Yeah. The dude just rebounds like crazy. Sometimes you watch him, though, he just is lazy. It's just like, I, I just don't know if that's what they need right now on their team. Well, they got another UConn guy in Kemba. Maybe he kind of spark him a little bit. Get him going. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And then I want to ask your thoughts on the Pats. So um, a couple of weeks uh, into free agency, they signed everyone. Um, and first of all, were you surprised at that? that the aggressive approach to kind of bring, you got Hunter Henry, you got Johnny Smith loaded up the defense. Were you surprised at making all these moves? Yes. Yeah, actually I was. And, and people said that, uh, Oh, it's going to be uh, an aggressive offseason. And you, know, you hear that, but really, what does that mean for the Patriots? And uh, I think I would have said it was a good offseason. It was, it, they did a good job at the, in free agency when it started. But then what kind of just set it apart when they went over the edge was when they signed Hunter Henry the next day. It's like you already got John yeah. Smith. And then they went ahead and got Hunter Henry the next day after spending two third round picks on tight ends last year. Um, so that certainly did surprise me. But here's the thing. I still look at it and say, that's great. You built this roster. You, you invested all this money. Who's your quarterback? Because if your quarterback's still Cam Newton, I'm just not sold that he's going to look that much different, even with a better roster. And and I know they added receivers. Kendrick Bourne is a three or a four. I, I just, they still don't have necessarily a number one receiver. And honestly, they don't necessarily have a solid number two receiver uh, in, in this receiver course. So, I, I just don't see how Cam Newton is all, all of a sudden going to be feeling better shoulder-wise, and, and he's going to be back to what we saw four or five years ago. You're getting all this slander on Kendrick Bourne now, and then when he balls out. I love Kendrick ball. Bourne. Dude, Kendrick Bourne, Eastern Washington. I remember I did a story on him like eight years ago, back when he was at Eastern, because he was there right after Cooper yeah. Cup. Yeah. Uh, I love the guy, but I'm just saying, yeah. you know, when we think of everything the Patriots did in free agency, they maybe could still do a little bit more at wide receiver. Get ready for the NBC Sports Boston born legacy, born ultimatum, born supremacy graphics after he I, has 150 I, yards in a game. It's going to happen. Believe, I believe that was the title of the story, actually. You can find it on YouTube if you look it up. Kendrick Bourne and look up really? my name. Yeah, you can that's, find it there. Yeah. Why. And then they give Aguilar all that money, and you're like, oh, I guess we're yeah. cleaning up. And then that, that was interesting. Um, we'll see how he does. He was great on the Raiders. And then, uh, obviously, Julian Edelman. Yeah. Kind of a surprise. Not really a surprise. Retired yesterday. Um, did you see this coming? I personally did not. Other people have said that they kind of did. They, they, they did see this coming. And there was the report last week that uh, the knee was in such a way that he wouldn't be able to play a full season. And so that report came out and that was kind of weird. And, you know, I almost kicked it around. Would you take Julian Edelman for like eight games out of the season um, at like half the price? And I would. But the problem is you're, you're not necessarily getting – eight 100% games you're probably getting eight games where he just wasn't going to be close to 100% I mean for him to to retire based on the guy he is the athlete that he is and, and the way he's competed here in New England he must really he, he just can't do it anymore that's just that that's the only thing so I because I, I just I, I for him to walk away like that it's just it's extremely difficult so uh I, I still was a, a little bit surprised even though when he talked about them for next year and in their offseason plans and everything else it he, he didn't get brought up that much. No. What do you think he's going to do? Like broadcast or go to Tampa and play with Brady? 
<laughs> Again, I, I don't think he's playing with, I don't think this is one of those. He's going to go play with Brady yeah. because no, physically, I just, I don't think he has anything left because if he did, then he wouldn't be retiring like this. You know, I, I think that he kind of, I think he loved the role of, of still being with the Patriots, even the year after Brady was gone. He, you go back to that week three game against Seattle when he just had a, a monstrous game. Uh, with Cam Newton, it gets that. Of course, it was the Seahawks secondary wasn't good last year, but you just look at it like he, can't, he kind of like embraced that role. Like he was still here and he still kind of represented that Patriot way. What he does from here, I don't know. I mean, I, um, you know, he's he's certainly tried his hand at some media stuff, so we'll see. But he's got plenty of time to figure that out. He's he's recently retired. Yeah. No. And then um, I don't think anybody's gonna be surprised when the Patriots straight into the top ten and get one of these quarterbacks that falls right. I'd be, I would be surprised. Really? Yes. Yes. Zach, what do you think is more likely? They, they trade into the top 10 or they trade out of the first round altogether? This year, based on the way they've been, as aggressive as they've been, if it feels, I think, I think Belichick put in that call to, uh, what's his name, Orlovsky to slander Fields so he falls far enough that they can go up and grab him. I would love that. Look, I love Justin Fields. In fact, I don't get this Mac Jones number three thing. I, that just doesn't make any sense no, to me. I've been sold on Jimmy Garoppolo, and I love the idea of them trying to get Jimmy Garoppolo, but I guess that's got to remain quiet for now. I'm st- I, I don't think that's dead yet, by the way. Just because it didn't really? happen right away. Yeah, the 49ers can't say we're, we're sticking with Jimmy Garoppolo and Jimmy's still our guy and then trade him next week. They got to wait like two months before yeah. they do it. So I wouldn't rule it out just yet. That's that's personally what I believe. Um but yeah, I would love for Bill to trade into the top 10, especially if it's for Justin Fields. I just don't know if the Patriots will do that. It's That's completely outside of the box for them, which is why I asked you, what do you think is more likely? Because they, in their history, would be more likely to trade out of the first round altogether. Yeah. So is, is the Stidham experiment over? My problem with the Stidham experiment is like it didn't even exist. Like we didn't even get to like – part three of the Stidham experience would have been like, get him on the field, get him starting a game, make, make him the, the starter for the week for, for the last month of the season when you were basically out of a playoff spot. I don't think it's completely over, but that's what just frustrates me is why didn't we get a chance to see him as a starter at the end of last year? Yeah, that's, that's unreal. And I know they somehow got Van Noy back and got a comp pick. What was it? Was that like? <laughs> I know. Uh, I mean, like Kyle Van Noy went down to Miami, got paid for one year. And uh, then they moved on from him. And I, I think it works out well for both sides. I think that Kyle Van Noy comes up here and, and where he had a, a, a good role in this Patriots defense. So I, I think it's beneficial for both sides. Um, but yeah, I think defensively, he's also, you're going to have a pretty loaded, this is the first time in a while. You look around and say, this linebacking unit is pretty good. Like it's very strong for this team. And it really hasn't been for a little while. Yeah, the Van Noy move reminds me, I don't remember this when, um, when Zadrunas Olgowskis got traded from Jameson. And then he went back. <laughs> back to Cleveland? He went right back to Cleveland. They, they waved him and he went back. And I'm like, well, this is this is a horrible trade for the Wizards. I was excited for Big Z. And they're like, no, he's gone. Um, how, like, how long ago was that? Was that 15 years ago, 20 years ago? It was a while. It was a while. Yeah. It was when Jameson was on the Wizards. It was a while. I'm like, because, I, because I didn't really know anything about like the contracts. And I'm like, yeah. like all right, we got a Big Z. And they're like, like what? He's got an early termination option? What is this? Going back to Cleveland? What? No, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's wild. So what do you think? What's your uh, expectation for the draft? If they don't go quarterback, what, do you, what position do you think they're going at? They're, they're looking at? I think they just go with the best player available. I, I wouldn't mind if they took um, another flyer on a wide receiver. It doesn't necessarily need to be day one, but, you know, maybe in the top 60. So maybe sometime in the, in the second round. Wouldn't mind if they went wide receiver again. 
just because Nikhil Harry didn't work out or hasn't worked out. Are you are you out on him completely? Or you? I just I I just yeah. I mean, pretty much. I I feel for the guy, um, but I just don't see how that's going to be turned around. You know, you had Tom Brady. Okay. Then you had Cam Newton who came in here. I think really tried to embrace it. Um, I, I don't, I don't know what quarterback comes in and just turns Nikhil Harry into the guy who showed the first round promise in the first place. Do you think this could be Belichick's last season? I don't, I don't think no. so. No, I think he's still enjoying it, enjoying the process. And uh, you know, I think, getting to work with, you know, his two sons, I think certainly helps as well. I just, it doesn't feel like he's, he's that close to the end. Plus, you know, if, if we both agree that they need to identify their quarterback in the future and they need to do that within the next few months, that guy is not necessarily going to be ready to win this year. If they do, if they, if they trade up and I would love to see him trade up in the top 10, don't, I would love to see it. And if they do that, is Justin Fields really you, – you're going to do that to have one season of Justin Fields and then retire? That's not happening. I think Bill's around for a few more years at least. No, yeah, because it, it's it's spending all the money and then you don't have the quarterback. And I'm like, they've got to have something planned. Yeah. Or they're just like, you know what, screw it. We've been saving for a while. Time to splurge. So it's it's wild. And then with – like a, one last question for the Celtics. What, what, do you, what do you see this – how do you think you see the season going? Do you think they can turn around? I think that they finish – it's so weird too, because you could basically be like the four seed or the 10 seed and you could fall like anywhere in there. They're only separated by a couple of games. They've been playing well as of late, but we've kind of seen this from them, you know, where, where they have a few good games and then you, you see them take a step back again. So uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see after this, this West coast trip kind of really how they look, but I honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if, if they lose in the first round of the postseason. I wouldn't be surprised if they have to play into the playing tournament with the seven to 10 seeds. Um, they're just they're. I don't see them winning more than one playoff series. I do not. I just, they really don't have it right now, but it is nice to see Robert Williams blossoming. Yeah. I will say that. Do you think, do you think Steven still has control of the locker room? I think he does. Um, I think that that's kind of a difficult read though, because you know, I, I think that sometimes the guys just, you wonder, do, do players start to kind of just get frustrated with each other, with the coaching staff, all that? I don't know. That's a good question. And we have had that conversation, but there's no way of really knowing um, unless just something comes out and they just get frustrated and, and they move on. But it seems like Danny Ainge and, and ownership is very confident in Brad Stevens and they're confident in the players they have, and they're confident in the entire group kind of moving forward. And that's kind of the way it is right now. So I, could I could totally see them going to this play-in tournament and have some sort of resurrection like the Heat did last year. And then all of a sudden you see them competing for the Eastern Conference. But couldn't you also see them like they were two oh, years yeah. ago when, when yeah. Kyrie was here and they kept telling oh, us, yeah. oh, no, just wait till we get to no. the postseason. And yeah. then they sweep the Pacers. Yeah. They win their first game against the Bucs, and then they get crushed. No, I thought they were going to lose to the Pacers. I was I was out on them. Yeah, because they, they were like, hey, we're going to show you that we can beat oh, yeah. the Bucs in game one. We're going to show you we can do it, but then – then we're done for the year. Um, yeah, because then they got smoked. You know, then the year before when everybody was out and they somehow made it to game seven against LeBron. Right. I, I thought they were going to lose to Milwaukee. And I'm like, wait, they're beating this? And then they and they beat Philly. And I'm like, wait, what? And it was, it was unbelievable this year. I don't know. Is, is, who, who do you think on paper is a better team in the East? I, I'd say the Sixers are. Yeah. And, they, and I'd Sixers, Milwaukee, um, Brooklyn. 
those three for sure. All Kyrie's going to go to the Kyrie's going to go to the Peace Corps sometime in May and just leave. <laughs> Dude, yeah. look. We've we've all been waiting for the for for Brooklyn to have its moment of combustion where everything just falls apart. It's it hasn't happen. happened yet. No, I I think that everyone has doubled down and continues to believe that to the point where Brooklyn will almost stay together just despite the rest of us. Yeah, we've created this monster that is the Brooklyn Nets. They're like, we have to shove it to every media member who thought that we were not going to be able to keep it together. And we we're going to totally fall apart. That's what's happening. It's, it's our own fault. It's our own fault. Yeah. Do you think there's anybody in the West that can take down LA? Uh, the Lakers? Yeah. Yeah. I, Cause I don't, I don't know what the Lakers are going to look like. I mean, what's, what's their health status going to be? I know that they're getting Anthony Davis and LeBron back in the next couple of weeks. Um, Man, Utah plays good basketball. I know they just lost like a, a bad game yeah. at, at home. To Washington. I, a bad, they just lost. That was their first loss in, in 20, Salt Lake City yeah. in 2021, right? Yeah. Since So basically since the first or second game of the season. Yeah. Um, they're tough though. Like you watch them. They're, that's a team that's got like a deep bench that has depth around the perimeter and everything else. And uh, they have good interior presence. I, I don't rule out Utah. And then, I don't know, maybe the Clippers can actually show something this year. You know, maybe they respond and, hey, we put this team together for a reason. I, I just don't see the Lakers as much of a lock as I did last year or even at the beginning of this year. You think Campazzo can carry the Nuggets all the way to the finals? It's Murray's oh, out of the year. Man, dude, that is, that is heartbreaking because I love watching the Nuggets. I love yeah. Jokic. Uh, they went out there and they made aggressive moves. You know, they got Aaron Gordon. Yeah. It's just that's, that sucks, especially, you know, when one of the top players goes down. It's never good. It's never good in any sport, but that was disappointing. Yeah. It's it's wonderful. At least we get sports. I know, like this time last year, there was nothing going True. on. Yeah, I was watching Korean baseball. I wonder. I'm glad I'm gonna bet on it. I'm glad. I'm glad because they have it. I'm in Northern Virginia now. They have the FanDuel. I wasn't betting on that because I would have lost a shit ton of money. But, <laughs> but yeah, but how can people find you on social media? Keep up with you and kind of catch up all the stuff you guys are doing over in, uh, in Boston. Yeah, uh, at uh, Tom Giles NBCS. Um, that's what I'm doing for for Twitter and uh, Instagram as well. And, you know, right now we're, we're kind of enjoying a pretty good start here by the Red Sox after a horrible opening weekend, but uh, also, you know, we're getting into the gambling realm as well. So I've been, uh, I've been dipped my toe in that. And uh, so you might find some gambling tweets in there. Can, can, can you bet on the patch trading into the top 10? Cause I'm all over that because that's good. I haven't found it. Um, also, I, I should say that uh, gambling is not yet legal in Massachusetts, so we're just doing it for fun, Zach. Yeah, there wouldn't be yeah. any way. There wouldn't be any way for me to find a way to somehow place a wager on anything here. They have it's not legal, right? Is, is, what's that? Pro- is that process rolling going along, or is it still taking some time up it's, there? It's uh, it's moving at a All snail's right. pace. It's yeah, moving. <laughs> yeah. Well, you guys can do the um the daily fantasy until that's what we were doing. Right. Yeah. yeah. Daily fantasy and then just lotto, so you can figure something out. But I do appreciate you taking the time, man. It was awesome. Absolutely. Good to hear from you.